It's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, thank you so much, John Bon Jovial, the legendary John Bon Jovial. So good to be here. So good to have all our listeners out there around the world sitting in with us. And also our special listeners in Rochester, New York, who pick us up on WRFZ FM 106.3, Rochester Free Radio. A great show today. We've got a real big surprise for you because our second interview of the day is with a classic, a living legend, Part of the history of rock music and uh, one of the uh, members of the group that gave us one of the most remembered songs in all of pop music history. And we will be talking with him a little bit later in the show. This is the award show that is always an award show. Unlike many other awards shows, this is the real thing because you, our listeners, and our guests get to pick the awards. So if you have someone you think is deserving of an award because they did something really great or perhaps really stupid, drop us a line. Email david at thedavidbowers.com. Put awards in the subject line and tell me why you think this person or organization deserves an award and perhaps we'll use it on the show. And we have our first award coming up in just a moment. want to take just a moment first to thank our house band, Titty Bingo, who provide our theme music and uh, stop in to visit us uh, once or twice a year with new music, which they'll be doing in the not-too-far-distant future. In the meanwhile, if you like some good get-down rock and roll, I suggest you get on over online, check out tittybingo.com. It's spelled just exactly uh, the way it sounds. And uh, check out their music. They've got a fun, interactive site, and they uh, have some really good rock and roll music. Their latest album was called just that, Rock and Roll, and it's available now. You can check them out online at tittybingo.com. We want to shout out to our friends and award winners, so might want to write this down. Somebody you might want to keep track of. Our first The David Bowers Award goes to the Taste of Country website. Taste of Country has begun a program they call Risers. Now, this is a month-long feature on up-and-coming country artists. The Risers list is based on input from a committee of radio programmers, talent bookers, managers, streaming service providers, and digital media members, as well as reader help through their hot seat poll. That spot went to Farewell Angelina. Maybe with enough write-ins from fans like you, they'll consider making this a continuing feature because I think it's an excellent idea featuring the up-and-coming artists, which is exactly why that's what we do. So drop them a line, and as I said, maybe with enough reaction, enough write-ins, they'll make it a continuing feature, and -and up-and-coming artists could sure use the help. For now... We'll give the David Bowers Award for helping emerging artists to Taste of Country website. Today we've got a big show, a lot of music, and a very special interview that's a little longer than the normal interviews because there's so much to talk about with this gentleman. I know you'll have, have some 
some real good memories of this one. This is a biggie. Remember, if you've got someone or something you think deserves an award, email David at thedavidbowers.com and tell me about it. And be sure and drop your comments online at hashtag TDBA. John Bon Jovial. Well, good day to you, David. It's good to be back here in the hot seat with you once again this week. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we just want to remind you that uh, you can adorn yourself with goodness every single day of the week by awarding yourself the official The David Bowers Awards t-shirts, the only official t-shirt of The David Bowers Awards, and they're only available on our website, thedavidbowers.com. We keep the price down by taking absolutely no profit from them whatsoever. They're strictly for our fans and followers. High-quality tees in black or white, ladies' and men's sizes, and they're only $14.30. So please order now at www.thedavidbowers.com. Coming up on the David Bowers Awards, we've got a legend from... Uh, the Hall of Fame uh, that David had alluded to just a moment ago, a classic in pop music with one of the most recognized songs in pop music history. And i, I got to tell you, I am so looking forward to uh, opening up the gift wrap on this one, David. It's going to be a marvelous interview. It is, and as a matter of fact, I think uh, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag so that uh, that people know yeah. and uh, can prepare for it. The gentleman that we have coming on the show in uh, just about, oh, maybe 20 minutes or so, his name is Jay Siegel. Jay Siegel is one of the original members of a group known as the Tokens, and in 1961, the Tokens gave us a pop song which was reformed out of a folk song that was originally done uh, I, what 80 years ago uh, by an African uh, herder, an African cattle herder and uh, it evolved out of an old African chant. That's pretty much a summation of the history of the song The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Now I know you've heard this in a lot of uh, recent movies. Disney has used it in the movies. It's been used in TV commercials. Well, you're going to get to meet and listen to the man who was one of the founders of the group, along with another guy by the name of Neil Sedaka, who was in the group before they became famous. He split and went solo, and the group went on to become famous. And, gee, I have no idea whatever happened to Neil Sedaka. <laughs> Yeah, who, who, who's heard of Neil Sedaka anymore? I mean, he, <laughs> he only became one of the, the biggest pop stars and songwriters in modern history. But uh, So I guess it, it worked out for both of them. Neither, neither side lost a lot for having gone their separate ways. But The uh, Lion Sleeps Tonight has been, uh, has been named one of the most recognizable songs around the world. No matter where you go. If you start singing The Lion Sleeps Tonight, they're going to recognize the song. Yes, John, I know you've got something you'd like to say. Well, you know, it's an overused and abused cliche, but this really does apply to Jay Siegel. The man is a rock and roll icon. He is a pioneer. He is one of the founding fathers of the music that we love so much, the music that we dance to, the music that we've made love to, the music we got married to. Uh, this is the one of the guys that uh, when you think of rock and roll, you think of Alan Freed, the disc jockey. You think of Jay Siegel of the Tokens. You think of Neil Sedaka. 
I mean, these are people to be revered and uh, looked upon with uh, just uh, an incredible amount of respect, and we are so fortunate to have him on the show today. It is. It's a. Uh, it's an honor and a privilege to have him with us. I know you're going to enjoy it, especially those of you who are into music history and the history of rock and roll and pop music, because there's so much you're going to get out of this award, or I'm rather out of this interview. Be sure and uh, check it out. We'll be bringing that to you shortly. But first, we're going to bring to you a group, a rock group, out of Tempe, Arizona. For those of you not familiar, Tempe is basically part of the Phoenix metropolitan area. There's Phoenix, there's Chandler, there's Tempe, Mesa, uh, Scottsdale, all in the Phoenix Valley. And uh, this group hails out of Tempe now. Uh, they weren't there a while back. They all moved, and we'll get into that with them when we talk to them. But we're going to play one of their songs right now, and then we're going to bring on uh, Mr. Lou Resnick, of the group known as The Sink or Swim. But right now, we're going to give you one of their songs. Their first song we're going to play for you is a thing called Glass Eyes. Oh, 
listening to The David Bowers Awards. And if you're an artist who'd like to have your music featured on our show, please write us at david at thedavidbowers.com. Well, there you go. That's called Glass Eyes by our guest band this afternoon. And welcome aboard, if you would, please. The guys from a group from Standing on a Corner in Tempe, Arizona, not to be confused with Winslow, Arizona, the band The Sink or Swim, Lou Resnick and the gang. Hello, Lou. How's it going? I like the Oh, it's going. It's going. How's it going with you guys? Not too bad. Pretty good. And actually, who's there? Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so we've been on the hunt for a new house, actually, so that's been taking up a lot of our time. But, yeah, you told uh, me about that, and I wanted to touch on that right up front, not specifically the, the house hunting thing, but the, the whole scenario. Now, as I get, correct me if I'm wrong, as I get this now, you guys dropped out of college, decided to pursue your music of love your careers and moved to Arizona uh, kind of irrationally. You just decided, hey, Let's do it. Uh, I mean, pretty much. Originally, it was just kind of like, it was, it was a total coincidence that Nate and I had um, left school at the same time. And um, initially, it was it's everyone's first thought, like L.A., California. But um, I had, like, had some distant relatives out here, and his brother was going to Arizona State. So it just kind of, it was our way to get out west and, you know, without committing to the, big being a small fish in a big pond i guess you know by going to la right. so it's kind of opened new doors for us well i tell you i uh i lived for about 30 years in southern california in the in the la area and yeah it uh it can be a rat race if it's not something you're used to uh it, what you're doing is not a bad idea you move to a major metro that's within striking distance and you get yourself time to get adjusted and also uh also build a, a reputation, which I understand uh, you kind of hit the ground running. You're uh, you're making some noise in the market already. Um, it's been really interesting to see how things have picked up. Um, we definitely have a long way to go, but Phoenix has been great. Yeah, it's like a growing city, and, um, you know, we've been taking trips to California as a band lately, and um, I went to NAMM. Um, so, yeah, we've been trying to get into that market more, and we're looking to play in those cities soon. But, um, yeah, it's definitely – Phoenix is great because, you know, once we do start, like, looking to tour, we're, like, a couple hours from, you know, like, Colorado's close, major California cities are close. Um, you know, it's like it's like right in the middle of a bunch of spots. So we're looking to do that this year. Good way to go. And, yeah, breaking into the the L.A. center circle – is usually kind of challenging, so you'll probably want to uh, want to try to pick up some gigs in the surrounding area. But you're uh, you're right; you've got a uh, a great wide open space to do it. You've got uh, Palm Springs, which is not that far, and then of course uh, you go further uh, further toward the coast. You've got the Riverside San Bernardino area, which has a uh, a pretty good music uh, center too, and then head on in towards L.A. And uh, once you get into uh, that part of the state, there's uh, there's bunches of areas. You've got Irvine, Anaheim, uh, all over the place, and uh, there's music centers Definitely. all up and down the coast from there to San Diego. So uh, you can establish yourself a uh, a pretty good reputation while trying to break into the 
you know, the central market, and uh, the more you get going for you, the better the chance somebody's going to hear you, but you already know that. It sounds like you've got things pretty well on, pretty well scoped out already. Now, tell us a little bit about the band. You guys write your own music? Oh, yeah. It's all the stuff we play as original material. Um, sometimes if there's a song that we really like or that we've been listening to a lot uh, as a band, we'll throw it into our set and try to put our own spit on it, but 99% of the songs that you'll hear us play are songs that we've written ourselves. Great. Now, all the guys in the band, uh, writers, or uh, is this one or two yeah, of them? Yeah, all the four writing? of us contribute to... <laughs> yeah, all four of us contribute to the writing process. Um, basically, one of us will come to the band with an idea, and they'll be kind of the leader on that song. It's kind of their vision, and then everyone else will kind of contribute in any way they possibly can, like... For example, if I write a song and I write the bass line, it's not going to be as good as the song that, or as the bass line that Neil writes because he's a better bassist than I am, so on and so forth. It just kind of works that way. And the song develops and takes kind of a new shape and a new character because of the other people uh, putting their influence and spin on it. So it's a pretty collaborative process, I'd say. That's usually a- one person leading and the rest helping contribute. That's a great way to do it, too, because you're all involved. You all get the feel for the song and uh, probably makes it easier for you to pick up on on each song as you go along. We've got a really interesting show here today because we're looking a little bit of the past and a little bit of the future. And we're so glad to have you guys in here representing the future. And uh, coming up after we uh, talk with you, we have an interview with a, uh, well, basically a Hall of Famer, Jay Siegel of the Tokens, who gave us that classic Lion Sleeps Tonight. So this is a, a really interesting interesting show for us and we're really thrilled to have you guys here hopefully we can get you to come back in the not too far distant future and tell us how you're acclimating how your move to the music on the west coast is uh, is working out hope you'll be able to come back and see us again yeah absolutely we'd love to be on and thank you for having us we appreciate it oh you're very welcome before we let you go tell us a little bit about this next song we're going to play the delay uh so the delay is off of our last ep high tides um, it's definitely, we don't play it as often live, but it's definitely a different vibe than a lot of our newer material, but, um, it's one of our favorite songs to play. So, um, we have a new, look for a new single, March 24th, it'll be released on, like, all music outlets, so, um, but yeah, this is the delay. Enjoy. Fantastic. If you get us if you get us a copy of that new single when it comes out, I'll be sure and get it on uh, one of our immediately upcoming shows after that and uh, see if we can get some feedback from the people who listen. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. Glad to have you on board. Look forward to next time. Ladies and gentlemen, that's The Sink or Swim from Tempe, Arizona, and here's our song The Delay. <laughs> Around these streets it always seems to rain 
the delay. That's the sink or swim out of Tempe, Arizona. John Bon Jovial, what have you got for us? Well, we've got a little bit of business to take care of before we get to Jay Siegel. We just want to let you know very quickly that this show is underwritten by Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida. The good folks at Computer Help USA are kind enough to uh, give us uh, some studio time here so we can master this show every single week. Computer Help USA, they specialize in virus control for your computer, security, safety. It's all very important stuff that you've got to remember if you're going to be doing any kind of secure computing, banking, things like that. Computer Help USA, they're the folks to talk to. You can contact them the old-fashioned way by telephone, 239. Uh, 596-6112. You can find them online at www.comphelpusa.com. And you can also find them on Facebook and also on Twitter. That's Computer Help USA. Let them help you today. You'll be glad you did. David. Thank you very much, John Bon Jovi. Next up, we have our Hall of Famer, a legendary act that holds claim to the most recognized pop song in the world. Welcome, if you would, please, Mr. Jay Siegel of the Lion Sleeps Tonight group, The Tokens. indie recording artist Nikki Chris and you're listening to the David Bowers and here we are with the man himself the legend Jay Siegel welcome aboard Jay glad to have you here well every uh, I'm glad to be here I'm glad to be anywhere <laughs> but you know when people say legend I still can't you know uh, really uh, you know like I always say I'm just just like you guys I just have a different kind of job that's all well, it's, uh, I tell you, the career and the, you, we all know the song is legendary. I mean, it was uh, here just recently, it was voted uh, one of, if not the most well-known pop song in the world, which is, uh, that's, that's legendary status. I, I think that qualifies, don't you, John? Oh, absolutely. In yeah, the sure. world, I know it's, uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's the record that never went away. 
Yes, <laughs> it's just uh, all these years. It still gets played every day, someplace in the world. You know, it's it's uh, it, it was it was uh, it was a hit all over the world. So, uh, yes, but it, uh, and I and now, one of, the, one of the reasons that we're sitting here and having the pleasure to talk to you is the fact that uh, you are doing or preparing to do a book on the history of the song as well as the group, aren't you? Yeah, I've been working on this uh, uh, with a uh, professor and a, a past president of Kane University. Uh, it's, a, it's a very well-known university in, in New Jersey, and uh, we've been working on it, I guess, a good four years and it's just been completed, uh, and the name of the book, or the working title, I think it's pretty cool, is called The Lion Speaks Tonight. <laughs> All right, so, uh, good. Now we're trying to, you know, we're, we're looking for, uh, you know, we're going through literary agents and, and looking, uh, you know, to get this uh, this book published, and we'll see how, uh, how interesting uh, this could be to people. But, you know, I don't know to how many people or what the demographic is, but uh, uh, it's pretty interesting to me. <laughs> I hey, I agree 100%, and, and really, we have been doubly blessed because we had another one of the uh, of the uh, earlier rock artists, not quite as far back as the Tokens, but uh, a guy by the name of Tommy James on, and uh, he was in the process, uh, well, this was after he uh, finished the book, it was when he released the book we had him on, and... Uh, we're, I, I can think. I think I can speak fairly safely and say there's uh, there's quite a bit of interest in the the history of the group and the song, and the song has an amazing history. I know I exactly. saw a I saw a uh, PBS program. I think it was on the history of the song and uh, the gentleman what? wrote. It. Oh yeah, you would you would be referring to a, a PBS special. It was uh, Independent Lens. Uh, that was yes. the name of the, uh, and I think it was called the Lion's Trail, and that something uh, they, like they that. They went all, yeah, they 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 went all the way back to uh, they went to South Africa, and right. actually uh, the producers and the director from South Africa came to my home here in New York, and uh, that's where that segment was uh, was filmed right here in my house in New York, and uh, yeah, that was I thought that was a, a very very well done, you know, oh, very well done. Oh. Uh, very well done and just so intriguing it, it just it just hooks you and anybody that is into you know popular music rock and roll uh, any type of music especially uh, the the american music history and the, the story is so fascinating it's sad that it took so long oh, yeah. for Absolutely. Solomon Linda's family to realize any of the uh, any of the benefits coming from the song but question that I've been dying to ask you and I know some of my listeners that I've talked to uh, have co co corresponded with me on this uh, how did you come across the song in the first place Ah, uh, that's see, a lot of people want to know about that, but I'm not going to tell you. Okay. No, I'm really kidding. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. I know if you told me, you'd have to shoot me. <laughs> no, no. I, it's a, I get, I, I, you know, I, I get asked that a lot. Uh, when I was in high school, I had a very eclectic, a very eclectic taste in music, from from light classical music to country music. I listened to a lot, you know, a lot of country music and folk music. I loved folk music as well. So uh, one day I remember listening to the radio, I probably was about, I don't know, in high school I was about 16 years old, and I hear this cut uh, 
uh, on the radio uh, by the group The Weavers, and the name of the album was The Weavers uh, Live at Carnegie Hall. They uh, was one of the mo- right. most Pete Seeger and the Weavers, one of the most famous folk groups of the uh, of the fifties, actually. Yeah, and they, they played were. the cut. You know, they played this cut called Weemaway. It wasn't The Lion Sleeps Tonight. It was just called Weemaway. Right. And I, right. I I just loved the melody, and I loved the way Pete Seeger could sing it in falsetto, and and and. Uh, and I said, well, I, I could do, I could do that, you know. And uh, I, I would mimic uh, Pete Seeger, and I would teach it to the uh, to the rest of the guys in the group. And we used to just, we used to just sing it for fun, you know, no lyric. Sure. It was just whim away, and uh, that's how I first heard it. I guess it must have been probably around 1956, listening to the radio in New York, and uh, it, it it just uh, just got to me that that melody and 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 the and that whim away chant in the background. It it it, it just got to me and I, I just loved it and that brings to mind two more questions that I, believe me uh, jay we could sit here and talk all day about this because i i'm a uh, i'm a music nut and i have been i've been in well i had a 20-year career in the broadcast radio and that's why uh-huh. john and i are doing this we got together in radio back in the 70s and uh, we just decided a few years ago that we were going to do something relative to you know not necessarily broadcast but we were going to do something with the music and our love for the music and uh, this is what we came up with this little show but uh, two quick questions to follow up there one you mentioned the falsetto and yeah. i wanted i've always wanted to know and never found out on the recording of the lion sleeps tonight who does that soprano backing Ah, that's another question I get asked a lot. Now, and and there are about twenty different women that will take credit for that. Uh, I, I see it all over the internet. The, 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 you know, people who uh, women who told who said that they were the ones that sang on that record. But of course, you know, out of the twenty uh, people that said it, only one. You know, there was only one. And the name one. of the woman who sang that high soprano part, her name was Anita Darian. And she was a member of the New York Metropolitan Opera. She was an opera singer, and our producers—that's incredible. Yeah, our producers. Yeah, our producers at Hugo and Luigi at RCA Victor—they're the ones. I would, together with Sammy Lowe, who did the uh, the musical arrangement on the uh, on the record, uh, got a hold of uh, Anita Darian, and she came into the studio and sang that part. And we thought. It was the strangest thing. <laughs> we have, we have an <laughs> opera singer in the studio singing this. I mean, it didn't make sense uh, to us, but I guess the producers knew what they were doing because uh, you know, look, look what happened after that. But uh, yeah, like once again, her name was Anita Darian. In fact, I think about a year or two ago, she just passed away. She must have been about you know in her late eighties or ninety years old, and she was a tremendously talented and wonderful singer, and uh, and a very uh, and she became she became famous because of our record. I can well imagine and believe that. Yes, I can. And that that brought up, you brought up the other question I wanted to ask you, the arrangement, because this was one of the things that caught me way back when it first came out, and it still intrigues me. I can still play the song endlessly, uh, along with your follow-up, Bonina, which at the time disappointed the heck out of me, because I thought that should have been equally a hit, but nevertheless... And, and me as well. <laughs> and the arrangement, the the... The musical, the, the intricacy of the the melodies and the counter melodies and everything. How did you, how did you guys work that out? That that definitely wasn't a spur of the moment thing. 
No, no. Well, the vocal arrangements, you know, is something that I worked out with the, uh, you know, with the, uh, with the other three guys in the group. Uh, when we came into the studio, uh, our, our producers thought that uh, Weemaway should have a lyric written to it because, uh, you know, as as I as I sung it for them, uh, you know, in their office, they thought it could be, uh, you know, it could have some kind of hit potential, but not the way it was. They had they thought it should have a lyric. And I went to uh, the South African consulate, actually, in New York City, to find out what the meaning of this uh, of this chant was. And the name of the uh, the original uh, the original spelling of Wimaway was not Wimaway. It was Mbube, which is M B U B E, which means lion in Zulu. You know, that's what it means. Right. And it was about an African, a South African uh, uh, hunting song. Uh, that was the premise of uh, uh, of what this uh, what this song meant. Anyhow, they handed me a they handed me a lyric as we walked into the studio. I can see it on a big yellow legal pad, and I figured out that, that I could not fit the lyric into the uh, into the original melody that that uh, that the Weavers had sung. So, on the spur of the moment, I rewrote eight bars of the melody to fit into the lyric. Uh, that 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 uh, was given to us, and uh, that's how that happened. And Sammy Lowe, Sammy Lowe was the uh, the musical, the, you know, the arranger who did the uh, the band arrangement for that. And uh, believe it or not, there was a banjo to playing rhythm on that record. A lot of people wouldn't know that there was a banjo on that record. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, we thought that uh, you know the instrumental break, which was uh, played like uh, played on the soprano saxophone. We thought that was pretty corny. We thought it sounded a little, a little bit like Guy Lombardo, you know. <laughs> but you know, if you put it all together with the opera singer and the Guy Lombardo saxophone oh, and our vocals, amazing. something happened. Uh, the way it all came together, and after it was released, uh, after it was released, it took four weeks for it to become uh, number one. In, in the United States, it stayed on the charts for about three months, and then it became a number one record in 36 countries all over the world. And Amazing. we were one of the first American acts to tour. You know, we toured all over the uh, all over the world. Four kids from Brooklyn walking uh, walking off a plane in, in in Barcelona, and everybody knows who we are. It was it was very surreal, very surreal. Incredible, incredible. Jay, yeah. we're going to take a short break right here uh, because we want to get in another one of uh, of the earlier token songs before we get to the one everybody's waiting to hear, which will wind up with the lion sleeps. Uh, we want to put in a uh, take a break here and slip in one of the early songs back when a guy by the name of Neil Sedaka was with the group and uh, we're going to we're going to give a spin right now to a thing called I love my baby this is the early tokens with Neil Sedaka <laughs>
And there you have it. I love my baby. The early tokens with a guy by the name of Neil Sadaka. Our guest here in the studio today is Jay Siegel, who uh, who is still making sounds of the tokens. Tell us a little bit about the early days back in the the Neil Sadaka, the transition. You came along, I believe, in '57, didn't you, Jay? I uh, '56 actually is when we started. Okay. With Neil. Okay. Well, you know, uh, we were in high school, and I was in the chorus. Uh, in high school, and uh, like I tell this on stage if I have some time, this kid was sitting next to me and asked me to come over to his house uh, after school. He was, uh, you know, he was starting a, a rock and roll group and uh, wanted me to come over and sing a few songs, and I, I auditioned for this kid. Uh, the kid's name was Neil Sedaka. <laughs> anyway, uh, and uh, that's how we all started. We started when we were in high school. We were in Lincoln High School. And the name of the group before the tokens were called the Link Tones uh, from right. Lincoln High School, and uh, we made a few records with uh, with Neil, uh, you know, for uh, Melba Records actually. Uh, played got played regionally. None of them were, uh, you know, were national national hits. Uh, but uh, that's how it all started with uh, with Sadaka, and he was a cr- tremendous influence uh you know on me musically and a great friend of mine and we still have we still have dinner once in a while to this day and what an amazing talent he was you guys had there was a lot of talent that came out of new york city back in those oh, days yeah. i know all the talk was about philadelphia and the oh uh, no no the i'll tell you my <laughs> high school was, alone in oh, my high school uh, the graduating uh, a year before I was the graduate a kid by the name of Harvey Keitel uh, graduated from, uh, right. from Lincoln High School, and then uh, down the block in Madison High School in Brooklyn was a kid named uh, Carol Klein, who who then became Carol King. Right. And a few blocks away from that was a guy named Barry Mann who wrote a million hit songs, you know, and uh, had mm-hmm. a new record himself called "Who Put the Bomb." Uh, yep. We had a tremendous amount of talent come out of uh, come out of Brooklyn. Tremendous, and you yeah, want to talk down. about a legend? A legend is Neil Sedaka to me. There's the legend. I mean, his his musicianship as a classical pianist, as one of the greatest songwriters and singers. Uh, there's a legend for you, Neil. Yeah, that's and a terrific uh, person. A great. You mentioned of mine. one one of the things that a lot of people aren't aware of. Uh, Neil is a classical musician. He's not just a a rock and roller. He's uh, he's in really deep into the uh, into music, and uh, it's amazing, as you said, as you pointed out, the uh, people that have come out of just your area alone, and then yeah. uh, you. 
you go out a few miles from there, and you've got groups. Well, you got uh, groups like the Mystics. You've got Neil Diamond, who came out of the New York. Oh, Neil Diamond. There's a, how did I leave him out? Neil Neil Diamond lived about five blocks where I live. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, we were all friends. We were all hung out together. Neil Neil Diamond went to my high school as well. For not, he didn't graduate from my high school, but he went there for about a year or two. He was on wow. the fencing team. Nobody knows that. <laughs> right. Yeah, Neil Diamond was on the fencing the... team. <laughs> Did you guys get together and jam at all? Yeah, well, Neil, you know, Neil Diamond lives, uh, jamming, no, I guess we don't do that anymore, you know. Neil lives no. in a beautiful, uh, Diamond lives in a beautiful house in, in Malibu, and he probably stays there when, he, uh, when he's not working, and why wouldn't you stay in a house in Malibu, you know? <laughs> yeah, why not? So, but, uh, but, you know, we do keep in contact, uh, you know, when he does play, uh, you know, uh, in my area, I would love. I always, you know, reach out to to try to get, get to see him, just to, just to say hi, you know. And uh, and we look at each other and we say, you know, we're still doing this after all these years, and we're having a good time doing it as well. And that's the important thing. And we, John and I, have heard this over so many of the artists that we've talked to, the ones who have been around at and endured, lasted. Uh, the bottom line is. You got to enjoy what you're doing. It's you know, being great is one thing. You can be a great talent, but you've got to enjoy what you're doing, or you're not going to last in that business. Now you just led me into a, a great, a great, uh, a great uh, story. A little. Uh, it's only a, a short story. I was uh, I was honored a few years ago and given uh, an honorary doctorate doctorate degree uh, from Kane University, uh, and I had to give a speech to the uh, to the graduating mm-hmm. class. And one of the things that I told them, and I took a quote from a, from a James Taylor song, and I say, you know, don't be motivated by how much money you're going to make, or, or that, that should not be your motivation. And then I told them this line from a James Taylor uh, song that he wrote, and something that you just said, and the line is, the secret of life is enjoying the passage of time. And that's, that's my that's my. My my credo, my credo. That's that's a good one. Yeah, yes, it is. You have to enjoy, because you know when I grew up, uh, probably in a middle class, or even a lower middle class family in Brooklyn. Most uh, most kids, their parents, you know, they, they they hated Mondays and they couldn't wait for Fridays. You know, right? So I said sure. that's not that. Yeah, that's not a way to live your life. You know, I I can't wait to go to work. You know. Uh, it's it's a joy to me to be able to, uh, to 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 still perform, and I say what a great job I, I you know I have a great job I make people happy you know, you can't have a better job than making people happy. Oh, absolutely. I don't know anyone that would argue that point with you. And you just led me into where I wanted to go with this conversation. We're speaking, for those of you who might have missed the beginning of it, we're talking with Jay Siegel of the Tokens. And uh, we're going to be doing a a little listening to the lion sleeping in just a couple of minutes here. But I wanted to get your, your take on the transitions in the music industry because you came, you got into it in the mid '50s, and here we are in the next century, and uh, things have changed. There've been a lot of changes in music over the years, not just in the sound, but in the way the business is run. Give us your take on what you've seen transpire over the years. Well, you know, as far as the business back in the you know '50s, '60s, and '70s, all the executives that we dealt with, because we got into record production as well. All the executives, you know, the, 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 they were all music people. 
they all knew about, they were all music, let's say they were all musical and they were music people. The business today, all the, all the, uh, all the, uh, the main executives of, uh, of the record companies are accountants and, and, you know, and, and, and business people. They're not music people, you know. Right. It's, 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 it was much different then, you know. Uh, everybody that we, uh, we dealt with, like the Clive Davises and, 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 uh, and uh, the Don Kirshners and people like that, they, they were the executives, the presidents, but they all, they all had a love and they knew about music and they knew about a good song and a good lyric and a good melody. Today, uh, you know, as I hear, it's, not, it's really not like that anymore. Today, the music, the music business today or the music that I hear on the radio, there's not very, it's not very musical. I, you know, to me, there are just a few artists that are, you know, that that I, I that I love to listen to. I mean, I'm not into the hip hop and I'm not into the rap thing. A lot of that stuff is angry lyrics. You know, they're mad at the world. We weren't mad right. at anybody. We, you know, we would just, uh, I love you, you love me. Let, let, let's, let, let, you know, let's be happy together. You know, uh, exactly. but uh, you know, it's 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 just it's just very different today as far as, uh, you know, like take an artist like Adele. Or a Sam Smith, uh, or or even like a Bruno Mars. Those are great artists. They they they, they write great songs. They're great singers. And uh, or Lady Gaga, in fact, a, a, you know, great artists. But uh, mo- you know, you, you can count them on two hands. To me, you know, uh, sure, the rest yeah. of it, uh, the rest of it, I just uh, switch the station. <laughs> I agree with you. We talk, John and I talk uh, frequently about it, especially at award show times. And we'll we'll sit there and say, okay, all of these award-winning songs, so-called, how many of them will be remembered 50 years from now? Yeah, or, I mean, you take a, take a guy like, a, you know, a super, super, super duper star, Kanye West. Right. He's making zillions of dollars when we made hundreds or whatever. But <laughs> can you, you think that in 50 years anybody's going to be able to sing one of his songs? I don't know. I don't think so. That's exactly what we were saying. I mean, uh, I may be wrong, but I don't think so. I don't know. And you're 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 a perfect example to cite of that because you have a song that has endured since what was 1961. It came out. We 66? we we we, uh, we released it in October of 1961. Right. And uh, uh, it's still well now. Uh, I guess it gets played. Uh, in fact, they just had the, uh, the the SAG Awards the other night, and they showed right. uh, they sh- they showed a clip from uh, I think it was Modern Family uh, because they were up for a SAG Award. The cast and they and 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 uh, this was just a, f- a couple of days ago, and they showed the star of the show sitting in the bathroom, uh, b- sitting in a bathtub with another guy singing "The Lion Sleeps Tonight." Right. Now, <laughs> this was just this was just a few days ago. And of yep. course, we have the famous sleep number bed commercial that's uh, that was running now for about two years, and you see this lady that's snoring in uh, bed, uh, advertising the sleep number uh, mattress, right. and yep. Uh, yep. you hear the lion sleeps tonight uh, every day on uh, you know on uh, on that commercial. So it's like I like to say, it, uh, you want to talk about something that's sustained? This this really did. <laughs> it's exactly. really this is one of them. Exactly, and we're going to get to it in just a moment. Jay, we want to take time to thank you, and, uh, well, just thank you so much for coming and spending time with us today, uh, talking about your music, the group, the early days, the transitional years. Uh, As I said at the top, we could probably spend all day sitting here talking to you and not cover everything. Really appreciate it. We look forward to the book. Tell the people now how they can find you online. 
Okay, now it was my it was my pleasure, and maybe we'll do part two. Uh, uh, you know, six months from now, we'll do another one. All right. I would love to do that. Where do they find you online? What's your uh, Oh yeah, what's your, well, the uh, my website and all our our concert our tour dates are on. It's jseagulstokens.com. Okay. jseagulstokens.com, and then uh, you know just get some great you know bios and videos on that and. All our, you know, our tour dates are on there. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fun website. So tell, tell your listeners, is. take a look. <laughs> I will do that, and you just did. Thank you again so much. And remember, as we tell all of our guests on the show, once you're on the show, you're family. So if you ever have anything that you want to spread the word, you have new music or your book when it comes out, we'd be glad to have you back. Always a place for you here. Give us a shout, and uh, we'll find a spot for you on the well, show. Thank you again. I, I thank you, and uh, it's nice to be a part of such a great family. Thank you again. Our pleasure. Thank you. Jay Siegel, and here it is, ladies and gentlemen, the one you've been waiting for. The Lion Sleeps Tonight.
Awesome, awesome. What an incredible honor to have Jay Siegel join us on the what show. What an interview. That was just fantastic. I, I'm so jazzed and so just, you know. What I a, know. What a, what a great get. A piece of, uh, a piece of music history. And uh, yeah. I can never thank him enough for sharing it with us. It's uh, an honor and a privilege, and I'm so glad that we got to share it with all of our listeners around the world, too. It's really amazing, and I hope that, uh, hope that we are able to get together with him and get him back on the show in six months or so. And uh, when the book comes out, uh, get a copy of that, because I, I would love to read it. I've read uh, uh, the most recent one, I think, of uh, the major artists, the newer books, uh, was uh, Tommy James's Me, the Mob, and the Music, which is also an excellent read on the uh, history of music since the, uh, well, since the 50s, since the advent of rock and roll as, as we knew it then, as before it uh, evolved into whatever it is today. I'm not sure anymore what it is, but uh, <laughs> we want to take a moment to thank Jay Siegel of the Tokens as well as Tempe, Arizona's own The Sink or Swim for coming by and gracing us with their presence, their music, and their chat today. And uh, we hope you have enjoyed it as much as we have. Look forward to next week when we'll have more music. We've got some great stuff coming up in the near future, including uh, David Martinez will be with us next month uh, talking about uh, South by Southwest. And we'll, uh, we're looking forward to that, too. A lot of stuff coming up. So uh, look forward to having you back in the future. Remember, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and all the other social media places. Don't hesitate to drop us a line if you have comments, complaints, whatever. David at thedavidbowers.com. And uh, it'll, uh, it'll get to me. We'll get a chance to find out what you're thinking because you're what it's all about. Without you, we don't have a show, so we want to know what you're thinking, and uh, what you like and don't like. Artists, remember, you can find all of our previous Rockstar 101 tips posted on Twitter or Facebook. Simply search hashtag Rockstar 101. It's as simple as that. And artists, if you'd like to appear on the show or have us play your music, you drop a line to David at thedavidbowers.com along with your EPK or a link to your online EPK. And if you have neither of those, uh, send us a link to uh, one of your songs and a short bio, maybe a picture, and uh, we'll, get you, uh, we'll get you in the process to see if maybe you can appear on the show. John Bon Jovial, 90 seconds left. Take us home. Yes, sir. Well, don't forget, folks, the official The David Bowers t-shirts. They're available exclusively www.thedavidbowers.com. The David Bowers Awards comes to you from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and also along the banks of the majestic Colorado River in Bullhead City, Arizona. We are available for free download worldwide on Blog Talk Radio and also on iTunes, 365 uh, Internet Radio, and Spreaker. Click the follow link on our Blog Talk Radio page and like The David Bowers on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Be sure to join us next week for The David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern on WRFZ-FM 106.3, Rochester Free Radio, Rochester, New York, and on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 7 p.m. Greenwich time for more great indie music and talk with the artists and make it happen. So until next week, for The David Bowers Awards, this is John Von Jovial saying be good to each other, love one another, and we will see you next time right here on The David Bowers Awards.